Hi, welcome to Marie's Reading Corner, where I invite my friends to talk about our favorite books. Join us with a cup of tea as we talk about books, personal growth, and encounters with Jesus in our daily lives. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Marie's Reading Corner. Today, we have a special guest. She's one of my really dear friends from Korea. She is American. I don't know why I have to emphasize that, but um, she was um, my friend from church. She is my friend from church. And then we started going to seminary together and we actually took one class in counseling, which was my major, and she was doing theology and we would end pretty late late at night and so we would walk to the subway together just commute together have a late night snack before we ended up going home and so she's one of my dear friends here to discuss a new book that we both discovered welcome Della Collins hi I'm gonna cheer for myself (laughs) welcome thank you for that warm welcome you're welcome you're welcome how are you I'm great what are you up to lately well, I just finished dinner, and it was delicious. Before that, <laughs> I went to the grocery store, which these days is quite the trip, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been reorganizing my entire house. <laughs> Fun. I think we all have a bit of time to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Yeah. What are you doing life-wise? That is my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're going to seminary right now, right? Okay, so the main thing that, like, demands my time, because I'm paying for it, is, yes, I am currently going to, I don't want to say seminary, actually. It is grad school, um, because it's not just Bible school. They have, like, a lot of different majors, but my major is Master of Arts, not, like, Mm -hmm. painting creative arts just an ma because some people are like oh what kind of art do you do no it's just a master of arts and pastoral studies so it's kind of like a general pastoral degree mm-hmm. and it's been great the summer class is a biblical interpretation and it's the best class yet that's awesome so i actually invited della here to talk about a book that i found and I recommended it to her and she loved it as well. It's called To Hell with the Hustle by Jeff. 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 Mm -hmm. I can't say his last name. Besky. There we go. Um, He was a YouTube sensation back in 2012, I believe, for doing a spoken word called I Hate the Church, But I Love Jesus. I believe that's what it was called. And he wrote Uh, a book after that. And I believe mm -hmm. this is his second book. And so we're going to be talking about that. Like, can you give us a summary? Mm, okay, I'm doing this on right. This book is, I want to say it's actually a book on rest and it's low-key, in quotations, low-key a book on Sabbath because although he is talking about the hustle and all the effects that us just living today, yes, millennials, but just everyone living today, the effects of society and all the things that we need to do and hashtag goals and hashtag, you know, follow your dreams, like all the effects that social media has on us and just how it causes us to continually produce, 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 ingest, ingest, ingest information Um, and how he kind of wants to counter that with saying, you know what, to hell with all of this, literally, (laughs) with um, the message that I have to produce and I have to achieve these grand goals to just be somebody or to be seen. And he is rebelling by, you know, saying, no, I'm going to resist and I'm going to Sabbath. I'm going to rest. I'm going to pick a day out of the week to stop. Um, But also not just stopping that one day, but doing just life 
that are in resisting the constant pull of the hustle saying come on make goals do this be this do that so that's my short summary thanks for giving that summary Mm -hmm. honestly i ah, (laughs) that that's my conclusion that's it this is that's the book review that's my book review (laughs) no oh my gosh this is such a jam-packed book. I yeah. I remember I was all about it when I started talking to you, but then um, some of the practical things that he talked about, it really was quite jarring. And seeing the mm-hmm. history of where we are now, so he goes mm-hmm. pretty deep into why we have light, why how yes. do we get into the fact that we are moved by time. We're yes, like, I, I can't remember the saying that he said something along the lines how like. Time dictates us. There we go. Like, we don't dictate time. Like, he was saying, we don't eat um, when we're hungry or we don't sleep when we're tired. We sleep when it's time to sleep. We eat when it's time to eat. And so, um, yeah, kind of just going along those lines. Like, what did you think about the book? Yeah, I love that line about, or not the line, but um, when he talks about, (laughs) first, the way he does it is really cunning, too. Like, he introduces this guy who just, like, hates the fact that he has to sleep and his Mm. goal was to try to find a solution so that he wouldn't have to sleep as much and he created something called light which is what he hears and it's like oh my gosh it's so interesting to hear the story behind these creations yeah i like to think that the person who created the light bulb thomas jefferson Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right thomas jefferson um no edison (laughs) thomas edison Edison. (laughs) Sorry, too much Hamilton in the brain at the moment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Thomas Edison, um, Mm -hmm. and he hated sleep. I didn't, you know, like, I thought that these people who created these things, they had better balance of life. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I thought about back in the day (laughs) of what they did. You know, I I would always Mm -hmm. think it's much simpler. I had no idea that that's what he thought of sleep. And that was quite scary in a way. Yeah. Yes, that one really hit me because it's like oh my gosh yeah we would not if it was like dark and you can't see anything you can't you can't do anything but go to bed you know and how much longer we stay up because we have light because we can turn on the light in our room and still stay up or we can turn on the light that comes through our tv screen or the light that comes through our computer screen or our phone screen and just deny our body sleep or continue working Mm -hmm. yeah You know what's so interesting? So this is something that I personally have wrestled with my whole life. And I have an internal clock in where I shut down at nine. And I was like this in college, Mm -hmm. too. Like, I would, of course, there were times where I would, like, hang out with my friends after nine. But, like, in general, like, my body knew. Regardless of where I was, what I was doing, my body was shutting down at nine. Most of the time, I would try to sleep by nine. But, like, of course, we all know, like, you know, that's not always the case. Um, and whatnot but I always wondered because I felt Mm -hmm. like I always um, I would always shut down around nine and I would always wake up around seven seven thirty all throughout my life even you know of course you know after my clock my internal clock kind of reset because of all the stuff that I've been doing I wondered if that's how I was originally created you Mm -hmm. know and um kind of along the same line he was talking about noise pollution and the silence and how um the silence is powerful and things personally i don't like loud noises especially living in the philippines if you go to manila 
I personally think the sound is deafening. Like, I just don't understand mm. how people can live there. And, like, you know, I grew up in Seoul and things like that. But there's, even though it's loud in Seoul in certain places, there's still forests that you can get away from. You know, you, right, you can right. run away to. Yes. Kind of have that peaceful, like, just nature, like, away from the city. Most of the time, those parks are on mountains. So it's really high above, you know, whatever noise pollution level um, the city is creating. But in the Philippines, we don't have that. It's, like, pretty much flatlands. And so... I have the hardest time going to the city. I just don't like how loud buses are. I don't like how loud the cars are. And I feel like it's always a competition between like whose horn is the loudest. And my uh-huh. ears physically ring. I cannot deal with any of that sound. It really hurts. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't understand why people can do that. Um, or like how people can just, um, what's the word, live with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting what he was saying about the, well, it's not exactly tombs, but like the quietest places in the world and how like that one monk was like, would bring people there and it's like, just warning you, a lot of people can't stay in here very long. Mm. But you know, I was realizing that at the beginning of COVID was like, people are going to finally have a lot of time to themselves Mm -hmm. and they're finally going to have the chance for what they've been ignoring inside to come up mm-hmm. yep. because when you finally get silent that's when you hear all the stuff you've been ignoring all your issues all the hurt that you never process all the unforgiveness you never process just like whatever mm-hmm. has been brewing in there that you've been um silencing by busy work and busyness and hustling but i really like how he started the book talking about um formations and not goals mm. and how instead of focusing on just achieving something like a goal is just like let me just do whatever i can do to achieve this thing they focus on who they are becoming because that's more Mm -hmm. of the way of christ jesus he was never rushed he would you cannot you know push him and make him run to anywhere even if your child was dying he's gonna take his time (laughs) and get there um so one we can learn a lot from his pace but also like we are you know, taught that we are to be like sanctified and to become like Christ, right? Become like him in his pace, become like him in who he was. And he was not a goal-driven person. He was a person, like he focused on other people, but also like he wanted to do what his father was doing and become what his father was like. So that's like Mm -hmm. what we, what we need to do. We need to focus on becoming and seeing like, okay, in achieving this goal, am I becoming more like christ or less like christ yeah (laughs) am i like kicking people to the wayside that you know maybe i can bless am i putting myself above like everyone and i don't know that was really good for me to think about who you're becoming yeah it's so weird that our society has become so different from what god i mean like i guess that that was the same during jesus's time as well but just to think about how far we've come technologically wise, but also how far we've strayed from the ways of Christ. Cause Mm. you know, you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, you see people living their goals, that kind of thing. And I was talking to somebody the other day about how, how much information he talks about this in the book too, how a farmer's life was yes, like, yes, yes. I think it was like a second of information that we get in this day and age Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. probably 
the the same amount of information that a farmer got in his lifetime. In a lifetime, yes. And um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I guess the fact that we have so much information in the the palm of our hands, like that's insane to me. And yes, as, as great as that is, at the same time, I I don't see how that's. I'm trying to use my words here. This is what happens yeah. when you're in COVID and lockdown. And you can't use your words. <laughs> Just use all the words oh, you can think of. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> um, it, it was insane to think that that is the way of our society now. You know? Yeah. I remember he talks about like scrolling and how like, uh, you know, on a Facebook feed, you see like children are dying in like Sudan or something. And then the next mm-hmm. thing you see is like, oh, it's somebody's birthday. And then you have all these different like um, emotional triggers. Yeah. Like, all these contrasting emotional triggers, triggers that become desensitizing. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately all this stuff that we are ingesting just desensitizes us and makes mm-hmm. us numb. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and Back then, it was a lot calmer, a lot less se- like desensitizing in a way. Because mm-hmm. if you guys like back then, it was like radio or um, TV, and it was together as a family, and you only had that one source of information. Like yeah. you kind of prepared yourself to watch, to listen to the news yeah, together, as a family, all together. That kind of yeah. And uh-huh. then, like I remember, even when I was younger, if I watched a TV show, I would kind of think about it throughout the day and just kind of process what I watched kind of deconstruct it but I feel Mm -hmm. like now in this day and age it's like your phone rings and like blip message new information and then how do you deal and process with that you know because sometimes I realize when I would get certain messages I would just straight up feel anxious and I have no idea Mm. where that root comes from and it to this Mm -hmm. day I'm still trying to figure out why I'm afraid to respond to emails or why I'm Oh my gosh. Like things. Like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh my gosh, really? I like hate reading emails. It's the running joke with my friend right now. She's like, well, don't send Ella an email because she's not going to read it. (laughs) I just can't. I get so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Too much information. Because, you know, okay, I'm realizing too, like, you have like ads everywhere. I wouldn't just Google a simple recipe. I can't just do that. They got a video popping up, like, learn how to make this random thing that you weren't even mm. searching for. And it's like, click away from that. And then you have all the running ads on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, so much information, so much yep. to be distracted by. <sighs> and it's yes. overwhelming seriously though because like i mean as much as i love my friends who like check up on me we talk and have a conversation after like an exchange of like maybe like a five five minutes within five minutes i'm kind of done even though i love that person like even though i would do anything for them like it doesn't mean that i hate them it just means like i think this means of communication is just not for me or for us as humans you know yes yeah it's like I think about this often where it's like sometimes I'm tempted to feel bad about not having called that one person that I'm, I don't even see anymore. But then it's like they are not currently in my life right now. Any like means of connection I have with them is a blessing, but mm-hmm. it's not like mandatory anymore. Yeah. Because they're like if there was no phone, if there was no computer, I would have no way to contact them except by, you know, like letter. Mm hmm. So I don't have to feel obligated to try to keep 
all the connections from all the people around the world all the time. Yeah. When I can, when you can, it's a great blessing because, yeah, there are friendships that you really cherish. But, yeah, it's like there is this pool because the technology is there, then you have to use it, you know? It's like, oh, well, yeah. you have no excuse to, like, not have called me or mm-hmm. talk to me every day or something. And it's like, but why do I feel so tired and drained, though? Yeah. Yeah. Something about technology really, like, drains you. Yeah. Despite, and- yeah, even if it's, like, the person is, you know, life-giving, the technology is like, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, like, I think... You know, um, you know my story and my readers know my story um, of what happened to me the past year and a half and where I physically had to disconnect from everything that I love, you know, everyone that I loved. Um, And the only means of me being edified was through technology with them, you know, like calling them up, Mm -hmm. you know, venting, crying. And I think it was, of course, amazing that I had that form of technology, but that doesn't change how much I loved it when they came to visit. You know, I had so many visitors last year. I think I had like six or seven people come visit me um, just to check in on me or just to spend some time with me. Like, you know, they spent a couple of days here and just like, um loved on me and I really needed that and you know of course I was tired in the flesh sometimes but like Mm -hmm. I would never trade those moments of you know us being quiet in our room or like you know Mm. that kind of thing in the hotel room that kind of thing and so I was incredibly blessed um that they would come versus like any phone call we could have yeah that's true being in real life is just so different Mm -hmm. than any kind of I want to say artificial (laughs) connection because it's not real life. Artificial as in not like face to face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, moving on to like how you said, um, talked about how this book is low key about Sabbath. Um, Mm -hmm. His definition for Shalom, that blew my mind. Do you remember what he said? I don't Um, remember. Remind me. So so he said, um, what did he say? Hang on. He said the every single letter in the Hebrew language for Shalom oh, mm-hmm. was um, uh, it, it was saying something. So it was mm-hmm. to bite the like to use to bite the teeth off of chaos or something like that <laughs> to use the teeth to bite mm-hmm. off chaos or like to remove chaos. And he said okay. that Jerusalem um, is basically Heru and Shalom two words together Mm, and mm -hmm. it's basically um i will remove chaos oh my gosh i wish i highlighted it hang on i know i'm like trying to look for it too i know what chapter it's in what chapter Um, is it okay it's in chapter Ooh, i'm finding other quotes that were like bomb (laughs) it's okay they can read the book the readers can read the book and figure it out (laughs) so you can talk about okay can i read this one can i read this one it says um it's in the chapter about silence it says silence and solitude are like a graveyard for all the worst in you and your false self and if we want to live into our true selves the ones jesus created us to be we have to enter through the graveyard we have to take ourselves to the desert Ooh, he was saying some stuff in this oh. book. <laughs> oh my I, gosh, yeah. 
I think that, Dude, that and then, was really hard for me. Honestly. Yes. And then he talks about how Jesus went through the desert and how that we always look at the desert as like a place of weakness, mm-hmm. but how Jesus was made strong through the desert. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Mind blown. I was like, ah, yeah. that Jesus wouldn't be ready. That sometimes you're not ready until you go through the desert. The desert is what strengthens you for what's on the other side. Yeah. It's not just a test of your current strength. You grow in strength. Mm-hmm. And how yourself dies in silence is like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, seriously. Oh, so like, um, good. I just um, opened my Bible to Matthew, and I'm reading um, the baptism of Jesus. And um, mm-hmm. right after it, chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4 talks about the wilderness, the temptation of Jesus, and says, verse yeah. one, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, like the devil mm-hmm, brought mm-hmm. him there. It was straight up, it's the spirit who led him there mm-hmm. because he knew he needed to go through it um, yes. to be stronger in that place. And I think, yeah, like the desert place, a lot of us think that it, of course, it's tough. Like, of course, you know um yeah but i think it's in those places where things radiate um all the more um what was already like what kind of garbage was already inside of us and god takes that yeah. and like either you can yes. like run away like jonah did um or <laughs> you can like face it and like i think we're so scared as human beings in general to face the music of yes. um how gross and sinful we are because we feel like there's no hope, but that's, you know, that's exactly why Christ died, um, you know, so we can be like him and like, um, what's the word? Why am I losing words? Um, say it, girl, say it. I don't know. I like blanked <laughs> out. Um, to become more like Christ. Um, oh, yeah, there's hope. There's hope. Like, we're not just these bad people who look inside ourselves. There's hope. Like, that's what he died for. He wanted to take the pain away. He wanted to, um, you know, renew who we are um, as we become more like him. There we go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I personally am a person that enjoys quiet, especially in the morning and especially at night. Like, one of the things I would hate um, that my siblings would do when I was younger is we like get up on Saturday morning. Finally, we don't have to go to school. We can just chill. One of the first things they would do is turn on the TV. Mm. And I was always like, oh, it's too early for that, guys. I'm like so noisy. Like, mm. why can't we just enjoy the quiet of the morning? <laughs> mm. And now I realize how like countercultural and weird that is i didn't realize at the moment i just thought like oh my gosh it's just so loud mm-hmm. then at nighttime too there gets a certain point where you're just like okay i need to like turn my music off like it just needs to be quiet mm-hmm. or the noise starts to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. um i don't know there's something sacred about silence i think yeah yeah i mean i completely agree and i think I think it's a little dangerous to be desensitized from 
the noise that's around us because if it's reached that point we kind of just absorb things without knowing because here's an example for example when i was younger i was totally into korean dramas and i loved it you Mm -hmm. know and like but one thing i didn't realize because i didn't process um the tv show or what i was watching because you know these are like every single week i mean at least back then you had time to process what happened because it was like weekly right but now everything's Mm -hmm. on netflix or whatever um Uh (laughs) i didn't realize how messed up my ideas was when it comes to relationships like when it came to um expecting what a guy is supposed to do for the girl how i'm supposed to act who i'm supposed to be um and it Mm -hmm. was just something that i kind of absorbed without knowing Um, Because I didn't have time to process it. And in the silence, um, this is something that I worked on when I was going to grad school with you, you know, when um, Mm -hmm. we were talking about this in Korea um, after our counseling class and how I realized I've been so good at being so goal oriented, at being so time oriented, because that's something that society like applauded everybody loved me for being time oriented, being efficient, being busy and Mm -hmm. um this might have seemed a little intense, but, you know, like, people would be like, oh, Maria, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, okay, um, can you schedule me two weeks in advance? Because it's true, you know, not because I yeah. was trying to be, you know, be like, oh, I'm so popular. No, like, I genuinely yeah. was so busy <laughs> um, with school, with ministry, with, yes. like, you know, and, like, um, I didn't realize how much I was doing until... I kid you not, this was like probably one of the first times I realized what I was doing was too much was when a small group member of mine came home and uh, came to my house because we were about to start small group and she wanted to talk a little bit before small group started and she uh-huh. talked to me and then she's like, what did you do today? And I was like, well, I did this, this and this and this. And then I came home and I baked cookies. You know, I made sure the house was clean for you guys to come and, you know, and I made tea and then we're going to have small group. And she's like, mm-hmm. that's a lot for one day. And I was like, it is, you know, like I think that was the first <laughs> I know time. the realization. I didn't like I didn't realize I was doing so much and I was absorbing mm-hmm. all these different things and like I at the end of the day I'm just so tired to even think about what I did or said or these interactions that I had. Was it a blessing? Was it not? Like I didn't have that time. And mm. in grad school, as I was getting counseling, as I was learning about counseling, I realized how much I have to slow down by a lot. <laughs> yeah man yeah it is hard to slow down especially when it's like you're doing things that you enjoy too Mm. it's there's so many things that you can be doing that are good Mm -hmm. um because i'm sure you enjoyed grad school and i'm sure you enjoyed making the cookies and making the tea and doing small group Mm -hmm. and doing welcoming team you know (laughs) like Sometimes we get caught up doing a lot of things that we really actually do enjoy, but it's just too much mm-hmm. for our human limits. And um, he talks about that too in his book about the margin that you have to live within your margin. Mm-hmm. And that's what him and his wife like make sure to do. Like their default answer to things is no. Yes. And then they carefully choose their yeses because they want to. Oh, and then there was like um, someone from their church because their default answer is no. Was like, do you guys even like, you know, have time to be inconvenienced, or do you ever inconvenience yourself for anyone? And they're like, yes, because we say no to so many things, we have the time to be inconvenienced. You know, 
Yeah. We can randomly help you, like, move, or we can make the hospital visit, or we can, you know, do all these different things that pull on our time, and we can do it with joy, because instead of it being like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, and I have to, like, you know, go help this person, and it's it's not begrudgingly, because they have the margin. They mm-hmm. left margin to do that. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting about how we work to our margin, and then we have nothing left, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> And how, like, when a, a random thing happens and it's, like, we're already up to our limits. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, to transition that to a church setting, um, you know, the church and I, the church you and I went to, um, mm-hmm. you know, the cat's out of the bag. It was quite demanding. Um, yes. <laughs> like, to say the least. And um, I had to take a break from serving because I felt like what was being asked of me was way way beyond my limit and I thought that was the norm and I thought that Mm -hmm. was okay to be completely burnt out like you know we're talking Friday night prayer meetings Saturday night prayer meetings you know um Mm -hmm. leadership meetings Sunday um, morning CG leaders meetings meetings, then prayer (laughs) meeting then church then serving well yeah like all these crazy not and you know none of these things were good bad. things yeah you know they're like, all good things um they were you know they they bless other people and i know like us doing our roles you as like um part of the praise and worship team of course that was a role that mm-hmm. completely blessed um the congregation and like me welcoming and things like that and like and small groups and things these are great things but i think realizing that that was not a blessing to me um yeah it it totally shifted the way that I did life and learning to um what is the word cherish every moment is something hard that I learned in grad school and you know how it is how long it takes to get to school right like you live generally closer oh, yeah. Closer than me, but Mm -hmm. once you get off the subway or the bus, it's still a bit of a walk. Like I would say, like a eight minute walk, depending on how fast you go. And so I think that was like maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't. That walk towards grad school, like I think that was a really good way to kind of de stress. And like I think I did the best processing in my travel time to Mm, and from school, like with with or without people. Uh, wouldn't you agree yeah yes and that's why I always um that's what I really enjoyed about Korea was that margin you had in between place to place Mm -hmm. um especially if you're like on a bus or walking or taking the subway because you're not having to focus on the road you know Mm. yep you can just like think and you have some space to reflect and I miss that a lot it's really yeah, all that walking time is great time to reflect. If you allow it to be, you can just like put earbuds in and just tune out to an audiobook or to music or even watch TV as you're walking, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, um, the world. But you do, yes, watch TV while you're driving. Um, oh. You do have more of that margin Yeah. sometimes in a place where you can like walk. Yeah, and I think our society at the end of the day it's just it's exhausting period I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can go back to living that kind of life and it, I honestly like this is why I'm so speechless when I'm talking about this book partly because 
I can't put into words what I just learned. You know what I mean? I think yeah. there's a lot of internal processing that Rest. needs to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like, Rest looks so different in different seasons as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before for me, rest looks like being in the library. Um, I know people are like, what? <laughs> um, for me, it's mm-hmm. being in the library doing my quiet time. And um, right before, like right after my quiet time, that's when I'll do homework. And it brings me so much life and joy just being in the library in the silence, may I add. I think I really yes. enjoy that being away <laughs> from the world. And then um, what's it called? Um, yeah, but then when I lost all of that, like living in the Philippines, it was just so hard. It wasn't in the way that I wanted, you know, like I didn't have a room for a while, um, while our house was Mm -hmm. being built and things like that. And like trying to figure out what Sabbath looks like for me and like how to get that silence, like having to fight for it. It was so hard. And I think obviously I still have a long way to go when it comes to, um, spending time with God and like I think one of the reasons why silence is so hard and reading this book was so tough is because it highlighted so many things in my heart that I did not like you know oh like like what would you like to enlighten us (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh hang on like I think it's just the way that I like let's say I had a conversation I'm like was that a blessing to someone else like to have to come to the terms that maybe I wasn't right you know, mm. um, out in the outside world, especially on social media, like you want your best foot forward. You want that best photo. You want that best conversation. You want that funniest thing to go out, that meme, whatever. Like you want to be um, looked upon as good and that something that people would want to be or an inspiration or role model, that kind of thing. You don't want to mm-hmm. post the stuff that goes on in your quiet time. <laughs> For the world to read, you know, can you, can you imagine what kind of response that would be? And so I think mm. that's difficult, and like to come to terms with. I'm not always right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Mm. It's so special, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me think. What was he calling out? I feel like a lot of this book was saying what I was feeling mm. and thinking. Um, because I was slowly getting sucked into the world of social media and um, I didn't like it Mm. but then it seemed like oh but this is like the right thing to do or like this is good Um, I don't know there was just always some like oh some ickiness I would feel with being on social media and feeling like stretched thin and tired from it Mm. and I felt like he was really putting into words like this is what our issue is right now we're all we are overindulgent in information mm-hmm. it's hashtag goals everything mm-hmm. it's put make you know put your best image forward right now and i don't know it just pulls something about social media pulls on you in a way that's just it really drains me and i was telling this to my sister that like we live we can live in like two very two very different worlds we have like the world in front of us you know the physical world Mm -hmm. and then there's the internet world Mm. and it is another world like Mm. it's got its own stuff going on all its information going on it's got its own like inside jokes and memes and 
entertainers like there are youtube stars there's insta influencers and you don't know about them unless you're in this world Mm -hmm. and you keep up with all the people in your life from elementary school (laughs) until you know now all these people that would normally not be in your life and they're saying things about what you say and posting and it's just like i cannot i can't yep i don't have enough bandwidth to live in two worlds personally yeah and i think the world has become so much smaller that you know like you said like your friend from elementary who you haven't spoken to in ages like you know mm-hmm. what they're mm-hmm. cooking that day it's like yes. i don't really <laughs> want to know <laughs> yeah yes. and and it's like it's so much harder and like i want to be a lot stricter when it comes to my um facebook who sees it that kind of thing but like i'm mm. not on it in general um sure mm-hmm. i post a thing or two but like not not to the point where i'm there all the time because it's mm-hmm. really it really is taxing at the end of the day and like um, yeah yeah like i don't think we were created for something like this um as humans i think it's too much too fast kind of reminds me of a scene from wally where they're all in these floating chairs have you seen wally yes yes oh yeah so like on these floating chairs and they're seeing all these mm-hmm. like ads or whatever none of them move like that kind of thing i yeah i i don't yeah i'm so speechless stella because people just need to read this book it's transformational it just changed the way that i do life because at the end of the day i realized there's something wrong um in the way that our society has become and you know what shocked me about the whole time Mm. aspect it's that time wasn't really established until the 1950s like that's what shocked Mm. me like it hasn't been around for that long that it's ruled our lives now yeah um yeah i think that's what shocked me the most wasn't like yeah like that at that point was when they finally like synced it up right when Mm -hmm. they're like okay we're all gonna be on the same time (laughs) because the trains were running at different times and it was just crazy yeah um yeah i would definitely i've been talking about this book to people as i've been reading it like before (laughs) i finished reading it (laughs) um because it's so good and i love what he says about how um there are so many things throughout history where you don't know it's like this new and shiny thing but you don't know the negative effects of it till Mm -hmm. generations later yep and that's kind of where we are with like living in this social media internet world Mm -hmm. it's great and yes there's lots of information and like yes there's many positive things that have come through it but we're we're i think we're now seeing the effects of it yeah and we are going to be seeing even more effects you know a generation later but it's like if we can see things now then we can act now so that we're not part of the you know negatively affected statistic Mm -hmm. of like oh i guess this is not that great, and maybe we should put better parameters around it. We got to put parameters around it f- for ourselves yeah, right now. Definitely. Um, he talks about in the book about how he doesn't put his phone in his room, and I was like, "What? Mm. I don't know. I can't imagine that." Um, maybe that is something that I should try and work on. But at the same time, I think it's really yes. important for people to understand to not force certain things that they read from this book as theirs you know they have to find their process and what it means to spend time 
with God in their own way. Um, because like yeah. I said earlier, it's, it's a little different in every season. Like certain seasons I found myself in the library and nowadays I find doing things that I love and that's me spending time with God. Um, that's my Sabbath, yes. like where it's not something that I have to do that is like an effort to something else, but it really is just spending time with God, you know, yeah. seeing the beauty in the world around me, praising him, um, I got into this conversation with a friend recently and basically all we did was talk about how every day is a miracle and how every mm -hmm. day it was um, God's fingerprints were all over it. And that was so refreshing to me because that's not always the case with people that I talk to. Of course, you know, I have very edifying conversation with friends around me, including you. Yay, Della. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but seeing that we just share testimonies of how good God is. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's what sh Shabbat should be. That's what Sabbath Shabbat should be. Yes, yeah, Shabbat <laughs> should be. Um, declaring praises for the Lord at the end of the day. Yes. You know? Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah i'm just running out of words Stella. like i it's so good people just please read the book grab a copy definitely read the book yeah whether you feel like i'm fine with my life right now just read just read the book yes um just take a gander yes. <laughs> yeah well that kind of concludes our time for today thank you della for joining me on our conversation yes. on um thank you for having me yes of course i would love <laughs> to have you on another time for another book yeah yeah and so for my listeners out there our next book will be all about mental health and how it ties into our daily lives and so a book that i'll be recommending um, i'll be talking to another friend about that book and so i'm really excited because it ties a lot with to hell with the hustle and how anxiety and all that stuff from our society how we can deal with it um in a way that is healthy basically and so thank you so much for joining me Della thank you for having such an amazing time um I don't know I have fun I have a with great time things. yay yeah so please join us fun. again next time Della I'd love to have you on yeah. thank you yeah. all right see you later folks bye <laughs>